Welcome to the Reset Podcast. I'm Liz Tran, an executive coach to founders and CEOs of fast-growing tech companies. And I attribute my success to my spiritual practices, which are rooted in mindfulness and Zen Buddhism. In this podcast, I combine business advice with spiritual lessons to help you lead a courageous, authentic, and fulfilled life. Welcome, 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 everyone. Thank you guys for listening today, for joining me. And thank you for everyone who has been leaving reviews and subscribing to the podcast and engaging with the Instagram. I'm always so happy to hear from people who have found the podcast to be useful in some way. And thank you guys for letting me know. It means so much to me to hear from you. And it's really what fuels me on Basically, every personality test I've ever taken, I am most motivated by helping others in altruism and, you know, doing podcast and virtual work. It has become a lot harder to get that immediate gratification and positive reinforcement that I'm being helpful. Obviously, I hear it from my coaching clients, but I'm really there to support them. In the same way, I'm really here to support you. And I just wanted to say, I appreciate you. Thanks for supporting me. Today, we are talking about a topic that we've covered on the podcast before. I think we actually covered it right around the time when COVID was just unfolding, or maybe it was even a little bit prior to then. But today we're talking about what do you do when you are experiencing a rock bottom moment? Rock bottom is a term that people often use in AA or in 12-step programs. Here, I will broaden the definition to any time when you feel like everything is just total shit in your life. I also call it a dark night of the soul sometimes because that is just the way it feels. We all experience rock bottoms. We all experience dark nights of the soul. And today in this podcast, I'm going to share with you some of the things that I've learned about getting myself out of those moments and how I've dealt with them, and also all the beautiful, beautiful things that have come out of rock bottom moments for me. And the first thing I'll say is that these deep, deep challenges that we face that lead to our rock bottoms, whether they are romantic or financial or personal or family related, they are part of everyone's story. In fact, they're part of the hero's journey, which is the central storytelling element in our culture. Think of the last movie you watched. There's always a hero. There is always a mission that they set off on. Even if the movie you're watching is a romantic comedy and they're looking for love, think of how every main character has something that they want. And they want that thing because something bad has happened to them right? You never see a character who just wants to run a marathon because they feel like running a marathon. You see characters who want to run marathons to honor the passing of a parental figure or because someone has teased them and hurt them relentlessly. Whatever it is, these journeys are always precipitated by some sort of great challenge. So the first thing that I will say is that if you are experiencing a great challenge, it is because you are meant to embark on some sort of life-changing journey. And that challenge, that rock bottom, is a catalyst for you to set off and to do that thing. I'll give you an example of 
my most clear rock bottom. I think I've probably had maybe five or six in my whole life and I'm 35. So I'm also including times in my childhood, young adulthood, etc. But the biggest one I ever had was when I was 30 and I got divorced. I talk about this often on the podcast because it was such a defining moment for me where I really look at my life as everything that was PD, pre-divorce, and then everything that was AD, after divorce. It's really how I see my life because I changed so much from that experience. I really count that experience as being something that was years, years long. Even the, the actual mechanics of the breakup itself were maybe six months to unravel. And then the actual mechanics of the paperwork of the divorce was another six months, so a year in total. But really, that finding of myself afterwards lasted probably a good three or four years, most intensely two years afterwards. And then, you know, those learnings continued. This rock bottom really occupies a big chunk of my life. When I hit that rock bottom, it actually wasn't right when I got divorced. It was shortly thereafter. So I signed all the paperwork. I think it was all signed, sealed, and delivered in November of 2015. And just a couple months later, I went on a date with someone who I really, really liked. You know, I had been dating for a few months before this because we were already broken up. This person and I wound up getting into this relationship that was fraught with challenges. And we dated on and off for almost a year, maybe more than a year. It was hard to tell because we were so on and off. When it finally concluded about a year after we started dating and I realized that it was really, really over, that is when I hit my rock bottom. So this was January of 2017. And the reason why I hit rock bottom then, as opposed to right when I had gotten divorced, is because I honestly thought that the divorce was 100% my ex's fault. But what I didn't realize then was how much of a role I played in enabling that behavior and consenting to that behavior. With this subsequent breakup, I realized that it was me too. At age 31, had had a long series of very long-term relationships that all ended pretty poorly where I was really unsatisfied. And I realized that the only common denominator was me. I was the person who was choosing these people. I was the person who was continuing to show up in those relationships even though I wasn't getting my needs met. And I thought, you know, I really need to go do some work. And I had been in therapy through the process of the breakup and the divorce, and we had gone to couples counseling together. But in my mind, I was always thinking, oh, we're trying to fix him. Never, oh, I need to fix something about myself. That's what started this big journey in my life a few years ago. So now that I've given you the context of that particular rock bottom I am going to walk through the steps of what you should do when you're feeling really, really, really just awful. And know that this can apply to any situation. Obviously, divorce is a big one. (laughs) That's one of those major challenges that you hear people speak of in addition to loss. But know that your rock bottom can be precipitated by other things as well that may not seem so extreme. For instance, I had a really dark rock bottom 
when I graduated from college and I just moved to New York, it was 2008 and there was the big recession and I couldn't find a job to save my life. And I felt so bad about myself. I was just so disgusted by myself. So I had a rock bottom then. I had a rock bottom with Reset having to close the studio. That was really sad and it coincided with COVID and having to leave our apartment in New York and a number of other factors that all of us were experiencing. Just know that the feeling of rock bottom can come from any precipitating event. It doesn't have to be something that seems completely life demolishing. The first thing that I will say is to clear out space and clear out time to tend to your rock bottom moment. When I went through that rock bottom that I described, I made the decision to stop going out. I decided to stop drinking, so I didn't drink for several months. And even when I started drinking again, it wasn't really in a way where I'd go out and party. It was more just social one glass of wine at dinner. It didn't take up very much of my time because I really need the time and space for myself. So whatever that means for you, however you can find that time, and I know it's really hard when we're all working, find something that you can remove from your life that will give you the time and space to tend to yourself, to take care of yourself, to nurse yourself, to heal yourself. That is so, so important. So first off, consciously make the call that you're going through something real. You need a lot of TLC from yourself. And you're going to commit to creating the space and the ability to focus on that. The second thing to do is to know that what you're feeling is a very deeply negative mindset. You're probably really sad. You're probably overwhelmed. You're probably anxious. Your self-confidence probably feels quite low. So what you need to do is you need to go and find some people who are going to love you and help you feel good about yourself. This could be a sibling, a parent, a friend, a mentor. It should be actually as many people as you can find. And to be really direct with them and to say, hey, you know, I'm having a really hard time right now. And I actually just need to hear you tell me that you love me. And to remind me about everything that is good about me. Because I'm having a really hard time seeing that in myself right now. This is really, really important. Because when your friends and your loved ones do this, when they tell you that everything's going to be okay, and that you are capable and you are competent and you will get through this, you are not going to believe them, probably. I know I never did. And when they told me that I would meet someone way better than that partner, I didn't believe them. But it was really good to hear it anyway. I really needed it. And we all need it in these moments. We need to feel love. And it can be really tempting to isolate oneself during this time. It can be really tempting to just wallow and let yourself sit in your emotions and sometimes We need to do that, but it's also really important to open up the avenues of support within our communities. Whether you like it or not, you are going to need that support. So let the people in your life love you. The third step when you're in a rock bottom is to know this. Know that you cannot do anything to stop these emotional waves from coming 
but you can learn how to surf them. You cannot do anything to change what is happening to you and that you are in this rock bottom. Wanting to be out of it is not going to prevent it from happening to you. But what you can do and what you are actually being called to do is to grow and evolve and expand so that you can learn how to ride these ups and downs. And it may not feel good, but it'll definitely feel better than denying that you're getting pummeled by waves. (laughs) Everyone's version of this will look different. What I have found is that for me, a lot of being able to ride the waves has to do with acceptance. Just accepting what the situation is and knowing that it may not change. When I had that breakup happen, I kept thinking, oh, I need to just keep dating more and move faster so that I can catch up with everyone of my counterparts who are getting married in their early 30s. But really what I needed to do was to stop being in a rush to quote-unquote fix the fact that I had gotten divorced, but rather what I needed to do was accept that that was true. I needed to accept that perhaps I wouldn't get married until later than my friends, and also to accompany that self-acceptance with deep love. So basically to say, yeah, Liz, is everyone getting married around you? Do you have to go to seven weddings this year, the year that you got divorced? Yes, this is true. Could it actually be that it might take you a few years to meet your soulmate? Yeah, that's true. And the key to that was me saying, yes, and I choose to love myself. And I choose to know that there's nothing wrong with me. And I choose to accept that life has not turned out the way that I thought it would, but I'm going to love myself through that whole process. And to be honest, that's also the same strategy that got me through my other rock bottoms too. It was that combination of accepting the situation and choosing to love yourself, despite the fact that things might've turned out differently or that you're disappointed in yourself. We hold ourselves to these ridiculous expectations sometimes. I look back and I think, wow, I got married at 27. I was divorced at 30. And somehow I expected myself to find my person and be in a relationship and get married by the time I was 32 again, and then have kids a year or two later, just because I had some crazy idea of what was quote unquote normal in my head. Why would I do that to myself? Why wouldn't I love myself to be able to say, you know what, Liz, you're great. Wherever you are is a-okay right now. The same was true with my rock bottom right after college when I couldn't find a job. And I really struggled with this feeling that it was because I wasn't good enough. What helped me emerge from my rock bottom was to say, you know what? You're waiting tables right now, barely making any money because no one's eating out. And I am going to choose to love myself anyway and to not give up my dreams and to know that I am still worthy of having a job that I love in the future. And I am still worthy of being someone who has self-love and has self-belief. So that's a big one. That's actually my favorite step. I'll repeat it again. Accept the situation and love yourself. 
accept the situation and love yourself so much, accept yourself so much, know that there's nothing wrong with you because you're in rock bottom. And then the next step I'll talk about is shifting your day-to-day schedule. (laughs) What we're doing here is you are adding a jolt of electricity to your life. You're shaking it up. You're clearing things out. It's like when you're really sleepy and feeling not so good and you just get up and you do 30 jumping jacks. You can't help but feel better afterwards because you are just moving that energy out. You're just shaking it up. You're breaking the old patterns. What you need to do is find a way to create a new schedule and a new rhythm in your life. For me, in the example that I mentioned, it was not drinking and not going out anymore. And at the same time, pursuing a heavy dose of self-help through meditation, through therapy, through reading books. Around this time, I really filled my life up with meditation. So I'd go to a meditation group every Friday. I would go on long, silent meditation retreats. I went on a ton. I mean, I probably went on a dozen But I really just rerouted my life. And the summer when I hit my rock bottom, I poured myself into writing. I basically said that I would write at least a couple hours a day for several days a week. And I put myself on a little bit of a schedule. You know, I wanted to finish one essay every couple of weeks. And honestly, it was really good for me. It gave me some purpose. So this can be anything. Maybe it's taking up some boxing lessons online or doing a yoga teacher training. I did a meditation teacher training for a year during one of my rock bottoms, and that was completely magnificent. It really just helped me learn so much. So where's an area in your life where you can fill it with some newness? The key here is going to be about giving yourself an anchor that provides, one, a shakeup in your day-to-day routine, and then two, also provides some new content for you to learn. There's a stagnant pool of water and what you're doing is you're pouring fresh, clean water into that stagnant pool. It makes a huge difference. So you need to bring in something new, something fresh, something vibrant into your life. And, you know, I know a lot of these things cost money, right? Doing a teacher training or taking up a new exercise habit. But there are also a lot of things that don't cost any money. So maybe you've always wanted to learn how to become really good at knitting. I guess that costs some money. You know, buying some paints and getting into a painting habit. But think of it as something that you really, really, really want to learn or to get better at. And honestly, it should probably have nothing to do with whatever rock bottom experience you are. For instance, because I was feeling so sad about being so lonely I needed something outside of just reading relationship books, and I needed something outside of just talking about my relationship problems and therapy. I needed something fresh, vibrant, new. This is when I was doing a lot of meditation stuff. This is when I was learning astrology. So that was my freshness and my wind that I brought into my house. So figure out what could feel really refreshing and really vibrant for you. The next step is something that you'll actually be doing all throughout your process of working with rock bottom. And that's going to be letting yourself cry and letting yourself feel. I think that crying is just one of the best things in the world. It releases stress hormones in your body. It feels so cleansing, so cathartic. So know that it's okay to cry and that you need to let out those emotions You can do it through therapy. You can do it through breath work. You can do it through journaling. 
for me, whenever I've been in a rock bottom, I've been an easy crier. I can usually tell when I'm definitively in rock bottom because I'm always on the verge of tears, no matter what I'm talking about. But for you, it might be different. But however it is that you process and release your emotions, know that that is a fundamental part of going through this process. And it's not just going to be once. It's not just going to be twice. It's going to be over and over and over again because there's so much built up inside of you. Rock bottoms happen because whatever it is, whatever negative patterns or beliefs that we have that are harmful to us have been accumulating and accumulating and accumulating in our system until finally there's a straw that breaks the camel's back and then everything falls to pieces. So know that your rock bottom has been building up for a while And if it takes some time to get it all out, then that is so normal. And then the final piece of guidance that I'll provide is the most important one. And this is knowing that rock bottom is a sign that something good is right around the corner. And I promise, promise, promise you that this is true. I imagine if you look back on the rock bottoms that you've had in your life before, then you'll also notice how true this was for you. For me, that first adult rock bottom when I couldn't find a job, it actually led to me being so desperate that when my boyfriend suggested that I work in tech, I said, yeah, sure, I'll take it. Why not? And it's led to a decade plus career that I've really loved. And even now I still tangentially work in tech. I coach these amazing founders and CEOs of tech companies and I'm really good at it and I really love it. And I feel really privileged to be able to do it. And it was all because I had hit such a deep rock bottom of not being able to find a quote unquote, like kind of cool sort of creative job that I was forced to join this industry that I wasn't really that excited about, but then I really grew to love and actually found a way to make it work for me. That other rock bottom, my divorce relationship rock bottom, that was really hard at the time to see what the joy was around the corner. And the joy actually was in accepting and loving myself. I really, really, really didn't love myself before then. I was so hard on myself, so critical of my appearance. I never felt like anything I was doing was good enough. I was really deeply self-conscious. It came up through lots of jealousy and suspicion in relationships. It came up through having problems with eating, over-exercising and not letting myself eat enough and thinking that I was fat all the time. It came up from the way that I sold myself short and didn't believe that I deserved to follow my dreams. That divorce didn't find me my soulmate. I really think that finding Dev was separate, a separate joy from this rock bottom joy because that rock bottom joy was learning to love myself. And honestly, by the time Dev came around, I had already said to myself, you know what? If it takes me till I'm 45 or 50 to meet my soulmate, I'm totally fine with that. If it means that I meet my soulmate past the point when I can biologically have children, I'll adopt some kids and my soulmate will be super supportive of that. 
the rock bottom that I experienced after I closed reset to the one I had this summer, that one was so freeing because I learned that I am capable and worthy of being loved outside of how much money I make. And that was something that I never really believed or understood before. And I also got this beautiful gift of seeing my partner love me and believe in me so much and to basically just say, this is just a hard time. You're almost there. You're so close. And to see the way he believed in me made me realize that I could believe in myself and love myself that same way. So again, I was doing that step of acceptance of the situation, right? Of having to close the studio that I invested all this money in. And then pairing that acceptance with a deep sense of love for myself. And then I had a a rock bottom not too long ago, probably about two months ago. And this was a bit of a shorter one. It only lasted about three or four days, but I was just so frustrated And it was funny because in that moment, because I had been through the summer rock bottom and I've been through a lot of rock bottoms in life and I've really thought about them, then I kept saying to myself, you know what, Liz, joy is just around the corner. You're going to have your rock bottom joy. I promise you. And it actually turned out to be true. I mean, I wound up booking so many clients right after that and everything feels really good and really comfortable and really happy right now in my work life. I've really come to appreciate these rock bottoms. And obviously, still, when I'm in the throes of it, it feels so miserable. I feel so depressed. I feel so down. But at least now I have some perspective that things are going to get better. I can rationally tell myself that my rock bottom joy is just around the corner. Based on all this reflection that I've had over the past few weeks about the experience of being in rock bottom, I made a cool post on Instagram that I'm really proud of that you guys have probably seen. I just posted it a couple days ago and it's a graph that charts out what we're calling the journey to joy and Tessa Forrest, who is the amazing creative director of Reset, she turned my scrawls into a beautiful image. So I really encourage you guys to all look at this post because I created this literally from thinking about all my experiences of rock bottom and then also thinking about how they match up to the hero's journey. The hero's journey, as I mentioned before, is really that cornerstone of all mythology and storytelling. It comes from somewhere, right? The hero's journey is based on the experience of being human. It's based on our human lives. And after I created this chart, I went through and I tried to see if there were moments that literally mapped to each of these points that I had put in the journey. And sure enough, there were. The desire to change, meeting a mentor, a guide, trials and failures, etc., etc. Take a look at this chart. Think about your last rock bottom and see if you can actually write in or indicate the different personal experiences that you had that map to the experiences that we're talking about in this journey to joy. I really feel like I can survive anything as long as I know that it will end at some point. (laughs) And that is what I have been given by understanding the journey to joy. I have the confidence that when I'm having a really, really hard time, it means that it's because it's one last final challenge before the pendulum swings back up again. I want to share just a few last loving words for all of you, you beautiful, beautiful angels who are listening When you are having a hard time, know that there are people out there who love you, people out there who want to support you. Let them love you. Invite them in. 
give them the opportunity to show how much they care and really, really, truly try to let them in. Tell them that you need them. Ask them if they'll be there for you. Secondly, know that you are only experiencing this rock bottom because you are strong enough to handle it. It wouldn't be happening to you if you couldn't handle it and if you weren't up for the challenges. This rock bottom is telling you that you are at a stage in your spiritual growth where you are ready to evolve. It's just like the way a butterfly, before it's a butterfly, it's a caterpillar and the caterpillar goes into its cocoon. And then in that cocoon, the caterpillar turns into complete mush. Literally, its entire form turns into mush. And then it is reformed as a butterfly. And that experience takes time. That experience doesn't feel good. The caterpillar feels very vulnerable, very exposed, pretty much just goo inside of that cocoon. But then it's all because that caterpillar is ready to become a butterfly. So know that your rock bottom is telling you that you are ready. You're ready to evolve. It's not a punishment, right? It's not a punishment at all. It feels like a punishment. It feels like torture. But really what it is, it's that you earned it. You earned it by committing to your growth. So just know that these moments are so special. This is a character-defining moment. You are going to come out lighter, brighter, more buoyant on the other side, and you can do it. It wouldn't be happening to you unless you could do it. Thank you guys for listening. I really, really, really want to hear from you. So if you have rock bottom experiences that you want to share with me, then please DM me. I'm at Hey Liz Tran. You can DM me at ResetNYC or you can email me and I will write you back and I will say, I see you, I hear you, and I'm sending you lots of love and light because we all need to support each other. There really should be rock bottom support groups all around the country for all of you miraculous, brave, courageous, strong people who are experiencing their rock bottoms. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys in advance for subscribing to the podcast if you want to know what day it comes out, especially because I've been a little sporadic on actually getting out on the same time, same day. So subscribe so that it pops up when the newest episodes do come out. If you have any topics that you would like me to discuss, whether they are spiritual or business, then you can email me at liz at resetnyc.com. Sending you so much love and I hope you guys have a great week.